Welcome to Canada Obscura. My name is Mary. And I'm Shelly. And this is the podcast where we tell you and each other about the spooky, scary, strange, weird, dark things that happen in Canada. <laughs> I think that lists them all. That includes true crime, um, UFOs, urban legends, hauntings, cryptids, um, stuff. <laughs> Just a our personal lives. Stuff. Yeah, our more personal of our lives. personal lives than anything. Let's be <laughs> fucking real. We don't shut up. Um... So, a couple of trigger warnings, which I think we already broke one, as per usual. Oh. We swear. Right. Did you swear? <laughs> you swore, right? I think. It happens so often that I don't even notice it. I know, neither do I. <laughs> um, and obviously because this is a true crime horror slash whatever, there are some possibly triggering topics, including, of course, murder, rape, sexual assault, um, assault, assault, violence, mm. childhood abuse... Drug use, mental health, etc. Yeah. Um, so you know, if if any of that affects you, we will try to be more specific if it comes up. But check the episode description um, to see if there's anything that could be triggering, and then maybe you know, skip the episode or come back when you're not gonna be affected. We are so tired. I just watched you struggle through that. I'm just struggling I'm through that. I'm trying not to, like, I can feel the yawn building. Yeah, yeah. You just kept, <laughs> the funniest thing is you just kept looking at me, you're like, what am I supposed to say next? Because. What comes next? Because the last oh episode, the last episode we didn't go through the whole show. No, spiel. because there was no need to. We didn't go it through a, anything. It was yeah. a, it was our. Our fuck, fuck off it. episode. Thanks for letting us do a fuck off episode. We needed it. I love how you're like, thanks for letting us when we were like, we're doing it. <laughs> We didn't yeah, ask I know. Anyone. We were just like, "Fuck, we're doing this." <laughs> um, we're both as uh, I mean, you guys know how we record these at this point. Uh, what time is it? Okay, ten forty-two. So eee. we're up late. Um, and I've been up fucking early today too. Ugh. But yeah, you know that we record ours. We usually try to do two in a sesh. Two in a sesh. A sesh. Uh, fucking a sesh. Uh, whatever. <laughs> um, because life. Because life. And uh, it's like. Fuck, man. Yeah. We we just, we tried today. We really tried, but we couldn't. Did we? I did. I, I got to the point where the words were swimming. Like, they were swimming no, in front of I me. I just... That's when we left for Starbucks. It I was wasn't like, so much a, like, like, eye strain issue for me as I just, I could not focus. Yeah, no, that's what it, like, it was oh, just like, yeah. like, I just, I couldn't, man. Like, like I have reached my limit. I even, need to sleep. Well, even, like, the last month my focus has been all over the place because, again, like, I've been studying for yeah. this exam. So yeah. when you're staring at boring-ass material for a long time, your focus just goes. Yeah. And you start thinking about other things. Yeah. Like condo hunting. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which I've, I've been sending Mary link after link of condos I've been looking and at. And I've tried to look at all of them, but sometimes I'm like, I literally, like, I, I don't have time. And, so, but... and some of them, some of them, I think think you may or may not need like an account or something yeah yeah yeah. They, some of Which them is, have a wall yeah in front of them yeah and <clears throat> well the moral of the story is that despite making significantly above minimum wage mm-hmm. and our minimum wage is better yeah <laughs> it's not it's still not totally livable but the truth is in toronto unless you are a combined income household or just a crazy rich motherfucker yeah or yeah yeah you have a bunch of buddies who are doing the same thing you are and you want to get in together yeah like either you like renting there are somewhat affordable options depending on how much you're making um even the more affordable rent options at the wage that i'm making i'll disclose it whatever i make about 26 bucks an hour Mm -hmm. which is a decent sounding wage even with that wage i would barely afford to rent yeah it's actually really bad it's really bad yeah now think about all the people who are making like minimum wage yeah and you're also not full-time yet either so that puts a giant wedge into that well i mean like pretending if i'm like full-time you move over yeah 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 yeah. like even at that yeah i would barely be able and even my coworkers are like yeah like for those who rent they're like half my income goes to rent yeah the other half is 
just squeezed out between other costs of living. Yeah. And groceries aren't cheap either. You need that. God, no, they aren't. Nothing's cheap. No, and that's the thing, like, um, the intention of the government to, like, push our minimum wage up to a quote-unquote livable wage Mm -hmm. um, doesn't take into account the fact that everything around you moves with it. You know what I mean? When an economy's minimum wage moves up, the compensation that companies do to gain that money back for having to spend more to pay their employees means everything around you gets more expensive. The problem, of course, is that the minimum wage should have moved up a lot earlier and therefore not have this issue to begin with. Yes. Right? Yes. Like... Not that we're economists or financial people or whatever, but it's it's pretty common knowledge. Like, yeah, the yeah. minimum wage raise, if you're to look at the two graphs, the cost of living, like, that's, a much, sli- that's a much steeper slope. Yeah. It's exponential, whereas minimum wage is more like a plateau. Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's not yeah. good, um, especially because, like, the value of money has changed as well, too. Yeah. So, like, what sounds like a higher minimum wage, because we're at 14 right now. Yeah. And it's like a fourteen an hour. It was supposed to go up to fifteen an hour this uh, January. This past Except January, the but premier is a piece of shit. Yeah, so he's a dick. Um, so he stopped that. He put a can of that. But it's like, it's it's not synonymous with it actually being like fourteen bucks isn't fourteen bucks anymore. You know, no. fourteen bucks definitely does not go as far as fourteen bucks does. No. Um, and even if to. like, <clears throat> I find the prices of material things aren't raising too much because a lot of it is like mass produced right like yeah sure big corporations are money hungry and will use it as an excuse to raise their prices but i find that the prices of that stuff hasn't raised too much a medial amount comparison yeah Yeah. but it's like the housing cost is ridiculous oh it's so bad i think toronto is the second highest second only to vancouver i want to say yeah 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 and like Again, it I'm making, I'm making decent wages. Mm-hmm. Cannot afford to move out on my own. Yeah. How is that? You Like, you know, back then you would think like, oh, if you're still living with your parents at this age, like, you don't have a job. You don't have income. No, I'm making more than my dad makes. Yeah. Granted, yeah. you know, my dad's income is combined with my mom's and yeah. he's also got... 30 years worth of savings, but... Yeah, and he doesn't have, like, a house to worry about because his is bought, yeah, bought a long time ago. He doesn't it, have to buy it now. It's paid... I'm pretty sure the mortgage has been paid off. It would have been. You guys have been in there for I'll, so long. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you exactly how much... We bought the house for 270k. Oh my god. That's not even a condo anymore. No, you can't get a condo in pretty much other than certain less than desirable areas, yeah. you cannot even get a one-bedroom, 500-square-feet yeah. condo for that yeah. that price. I think we bought this house, which is a three-bedroom, four-bath, oh, uh, no, three-bath, one-bathroom, um, like, in a in a good part of the city. I think we bought it, like, 300, 350, something How like that. How long ago? This was, like, I was nine. Yeah, same, same I was, age. Uh, technically, we I was eight, and then we moved here when I was nine. But um, yeah, it was, like... when I was nine. Dude, now... While on the one hand it's worth over eight hundred now, mm-hmm. same yeah, ours it's, is prob, prob, excuse me, probably close to a, a hundred, yeah, but then <laughs> a million. Think of like I don't know, it's just like it's good investment, return on investment. But, blah, only, blah, but only if, if you, you had gotten in, yeah, years ago when it was only two hundred yeah, and seventy five or three hundred or whatever. And only if you move out of it and downgrade. Yes. Because if you were to move to a similar house in this area, you would probably be paying more. Yes. So, like, you know, and the area that we're in is completely ideal for my parents. Yeah, it really is. Like, you know, everything that we need is in relative close proximity and it's the area that drives up the value too, right? So that's why, like, we're so close to everything. And even my dad, um, which is a nice thing about having immigrant parents, is they know how shitty and hard everything is. Yeah. He's like, you guys are fucked. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> he, what my parents have been telling me, too. They're like, we know. Yeah. Like, my dad gets so angry about it, too, because he's like, we fucked the economy for you guys. Like, it's ruined. There's no way you can actually afford anything without making yeah. it bare minimum $100,000 a year. And that's, mm-hmm. like, just, and that's, even then, it's still, like, high budgeting, like, 
you have to work to make ends meet and stuff. Like it's not it's not ideal by any means. No. You know? Like and there's not it's like one it's of my really coworkers fucked. is working two full time jobs. Yeah. Which is unbelievable. Yeah. That's what it feels like I'm doing now <laughs> between all yeah. the things I'm doing and I'm but not you're not getting paid for it. I'm getting paid <laughs> not for, for all of um it's not enough. It's yeah. nowhere near enough. You're also bleeding out money because that's school. Yeah. You're I paying know. to do this I'm work. Paying to do this work. It's terrible. Ugh. Anyway. This has this has I been showed the uh, real estate podcast I know, with right? Mary and Shelly. <laughs> we know nothing but the fact that we're broke. Um, so I showed Shelly earlier Ray William Johnson, who is the most annoying YouTuber to have uh. ever existed, uh, aside from Annoying Orange, because that is something that, like, even as a kid, younger, when I was younger, because I wasn't a kid kid, but I remember I watched one episode and was like, I wish to never see anything <laughs> like this ever again. I want those minutes of my life back. Yeah, it was so bad, and I can't believe it went to be as successful as it was and then just completely disappeared. But, like... I want to... I'm sorry, I want to punch him. <coughs> Ray William Johnson? Dude. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to drink my water because my throat's kind of really dry. You can go She's ahead and slurred. talk about... No, yeah. I just want to... He... I mean, okay, like, on the one... The video that we saw was from 2011, so everything was problematic in 2011. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. But, like, he it was, was an excess of problematic. It wasn't just, Yeah, like, it was, like, being problematic for the sake of being, being edgy. Yes. Exercising like your of right his to words, expression. One of his words, instead of going any who, he went any whore. Like... Which is, like, cringe. And then he was talking about fucking fat chicks. Yeah. His terms, by the way, like, that's not me saying it. That's, he was like, I'm fucking fat chicks. And, like, my ex was, like, a lot of really yeah. bad, like, fat phobic, misogynist god-awful shit and, and like, even even by those standards back then before everyone started realizing how shitty this was it was, was excessive it was, it was incredibly it was exce- excessive yeah so i want to punch him yeah no uh he like kind of like half disappeared off the face of the earth because he was the hottest shit for a while Ugh. and like i saw him everywhere and i couldn't understand it because like you watch his shit and it's there's no creativity to it you would just take viral videos and just be like wow that was a video on to the next video. Like, there was no actual substance. And he would just that say... That video was a video. You know what I mean. You saw <gasps> yeah, exactly I know, what I know. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I showed Shell, like, two minutes of it, and we had to it turn it off because it's too bad, but, like... so cringe. Like, it was, like I was the, dying on the inside. You guys know that gif of that manatee that's, like, in a tank, and it just, like, swims Oops. up to the window, and it, like, squanches its nose. It's like, squanch. Whoop. Yeah. And it's just, like... It was that, and, like, he just kept going on and on, and he's like, it looks like my fucking ex-girlfriend. That's right, I fuck fat chicks. What's it to you? Any whore? Like, it was so bad. And, like, but that that's all he did. That's all he did. He would just say flagrant shit and have yeah. these videos, and he would post it every single day, and it worked. And it actually worked. And he got, I think we, it was just under 10 million subscribers. Yeah. And, like, like there's, we keep talking about these, like, these these kind of lines between what's justifiable and what's not like okay like i want to say that i respect what youtubers do because mm-hmm. a lot of them who put up actual quality content put yeah. in so much work it's unbelievable and then but then you also have people who get really famous and really which really which really which really really rich mm. same english is my third language you said that two podcasts in a row now I'll say it a third time because it's my third language. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Um, yeah, yeah, like I know. The, doing the stupidest. Like they didn't put in any effort. No, no, no. And it's it it like hurts to watch because it's not even like there are some YouTubers who put videos every single day as let's players, which is another argument that I've seen people be like, "Oh, there's no creativity to that," but. I find it to be you have different. To, you have to be a good commentator. That's it. Yeah. And that was something that Ray William Johnson lacked because it was all just flagrant. He just wanted to be flagrant and just be like, say as much yeah. offensive shit in like as little of a time as possible. Just to be like, oh, I'm so funny. I said the word whore. You know, like that's that's literally all yeah. it is. While um, with something like Let's Players, it's like, okay, you're going to watch, I don't fucking know. I'm just going to ballpark between 10 minutes to an hour depending on the let's player, depending on the game, you're going to do an episode, you've got to be commentating, it's got to be funny, mm-hmm. it's got to be interesting, you got to sprinkle it in with your own, like, little anecdotes yeah. or fucking whatever. Even, like, Sims YouTubers, because I was, I, I had reinstalled The Sims on my computer, like, a little while ago, so that was all I was playing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and then I started looking at, like, videos, and, like, they, they know how to story 
tell. Yeah. They know how to tell a story. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to... They know how to tell a story. Yeah. Like, even if they might not, like, be comedic, they know how to get the audience engaged and interested in what they're doing. Even yes. it's like, it's the fucking Sims. Yeah. What do you do yeah. in The Sims? Nothing. Yeah. But they make something out of it, and that Act- takes yeah. creativity. Like, actual creativity. Yeah. yeah. That's And that's that's where the difference lies. It's not It's not where you take videos where... You're just like, fuck it, I'm just going to say offensive shit and do cringy yeah. shit and then Or even like when, when people say, oh, let's players don't put any effort. Like, if I were to record me playing a video game, it would just be silence. Yeah. Because silence. I'm paying attention to the game. I don't have the mental capacity to both pay attention to yeah. the game and, and make why, witty commentary. Right? And that's why whenever I see people like in Let's Play uh, comment section being like, oh, you missed a giant red key and it's the fucking, it's right in front of your face. I can't believe it. In it. It's like, you're not, you're half paying attention because you're just going through the motions of playing the game, yeah. but you're trying to make you're something entertain. entertain. Yeah. Entertaining. And like, but this guy wasn't. This guy just fucking was and he was just fucking annoying. He appealed to all the, the edgelords and yeah. the, like... I hate to say it this way, but the lowest common denominator, it's just... Denominator? Denominator. Just (laughs) make something, like, offensive jokes, shock value, just whatever just kind of gets your attention like that. Exploit viral content. Yes. It's the lowest common denominator. It's, like... The lowest hanging fruit. Yes. The easiest thing to do, the quickest way to get attention, and something that you can do every day because you just stand in front of a camera, just say any any flagrant thing that comes to your head, and that's it. You're good. And it's not like, because Philip DeFranco, who is somebody who is also, it tends to be sometimes sometimes a bit of a I hot have no button. idea who any of these YouTubers Philip are. Philip DeFranco is a dude who's been on YouTube for, I, I, fucking, at minimum a decade. Okay. And started off doing, like, super cringy shit. And yeah. now has, like, he, it's like an, a YouTube news show that he's been doing for the last few years. And he created, okay. like, a whole company out of it. He's, he's, he's employed, like, 40 plus people. Wow. It's phenomenal. Um, he himself is sometimes controversial as a person because he's got some opinions that people don't agree with and there's okay. been a few times where i've been like dude you don't know what the fuck you're talking about yeah. sit down and shut up like stop trying to put your in like your opinion into everything when it isn't welcome or doesn't belong but anyway yeah. he the difference with him is that he presents news stories and sometimes that does include viral videos like every single day but or monday to friday whatever the fuck it is yeah um he does research into it and he like tells you what happened Tells you his opinion of why he thinks it's good or bad or whatever it is. What is an appropriate reaction or what the fuck happened. Like, it's usually something like, uh, person A has killed person B over something stupid. Or, like, person A gets away with whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, it's definitely more, like, hot button pushing. It's like celebrity news but related to YouTube. Yes, and... Kind of. (laughs) Well, it's, it's like, news, like, actual news, too. Okay. It'll be, like, politics news. Like, it's... Uh, So it's news news. Okay. And, like... I appreciate that that's what he created. I absolutely can. Yeah. Like, from a completely objective, like, not, like, standpoint, dude made something out of nothing. He made a whole company. He has a giant warehouse where he's got, like, literally 40-plus people hired. And, like, they create all kinds of contents for, like, a couple different channels. Like, mm-hmm. amazing as a stand... Uh, like, whatever. That's something that he did every day where, technically, if you think about it, the format is easy. Yeah. Technically. You know what I mean? But considering just, how much, like resistance we have to researching for our own our podcast. own show but in researching he now all has new stories he now has a crew that help research him research for yeah, him but when but he first started when he first he started to do all of exactly it. exactly so it's like he took something that again in theory is like super simple but the actual practical application of it is like he's putting in hours and hours of research every single day like he was getting up early and pr- like everything is published like by the morning or yeah. fucking whatever and like uh, he's recording and he's like putting in the whatever and, and there's also the business there. side of it yes you know the yeah. where he's actually getting the money to hire these people. sponsorships too yeah and all that. you have so, to deal with clients yeah and so that's Sounds that's someone who took like something super the same sort of situation sort of it actually grew it actually grew and made it into something good meanwhile mm-hmm. Ray William Johnson is doing what? God knows. No one's thought about him in a very long time. The only reason why... The only reason why I brought him up is because I recently started watching Super Mega, for those of you who know. Um, Because, like, I've mentioned before that I watch Game Grumps. I think they're fucking hilarious. And, like, it's just, like, a good-feeling group. Yeah. Like, everybody. And the 10-minute power hours... It's like me and sorted food. That's the one that you... Yeah, yeah, British, The British dudes. Yeah. Yeah. See, they're so funny. Um, They're adorable. 
And then the, now the guy is, the other guy is a dad now. Aww. Yeah. Overcry I love thing. watching them, like, grow older. No, no it was so, it was so cute. This is a <clears throat> completely sidebar. We're going so off track. Oh, yeah. But, like, yeah, over, I think it was over Christmas. Um, he wasn't there because, you know, his wife just had a kid. Yeah. And then they, they showed him um, at the end of the video with, like, his kid. Really yeah. Cute. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe. Um, what I was going, <laughs> I know, I just opened Twitter. <laughs> Because I saw a notification, and there's, like, just a dude who's, like, doing weird things with, like, his barbells. So he literally, his nipples look weird. Yeah, look, my buddy was like, I thought it was gay porn from the first clip. Yeah, so did I. (laughs) Nips. Anyway, um, it was just, I was like, oh, what's that? No, not important, but oh my god. Um, yeah, no, so there's a huge difference. There's a huge mark difference between something like what that is and some, someone who is actually taking, oh, Game Grumps, that's what, yeah, Super Mega. Um, because... I really like the 10 minute power hours. I think they're fucking hilarious. And the editing is so funny. And, all, and like, my buddy was like, really, the editing style is more super mega, who I knew were doing like the video editing for them. And like, they kind of were absorbed by, by Game Grumps because mm-hmm. they were their own channel, blah, 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 whatever. Um, so I started watching them and I showed Shell a couple of the clips. She's like laughing. It's, it's like furry head. I know. Thing. It's so funny. Someone actually sent them like a furry head of a furry. What do you call it? Helmet? Mask? I don't know. Head? Maybe head. head. Um, of like, if you if you watch it, it's Ryan's dog Lego. They sent is it this this you fan know what was also it kind of it. like hilarious. So is, funny. So his, 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 based on what I saw, his dog looks like a white shepherd. Yeah. And I have a white husky, mm. so the mask also looks like I thought be I th- a white yeah. husky because I didn't actually. So I'm like, it's so weird, but like because I'm like that's kind of like Mina. my dog, and it had blue eyes Mina's. too. My meaners. Yeah. Because, like, I... I <clears throat> sorry, I didn't see any picture of his dog before, and I was just watching this video, and they open up a box sent from a fan, and it was just furry head and gloves. <laughs> and then, like, fucking Matt was like, are you fucking serious? Like, it was so funny. And, like, he was just wearing it and just being, like, a perv with it, which is great. But it just looked like a white husky. So yeah. I was like, Shell, you have to see this, because it looks like Mina. But, like, anyway... Um, that, that's it. That's really all I have to say. <laughs> Just, they're very, very funny. Um. Yay. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going first. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Disclaimer. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> we didn't actually take notes uh, this time. We are literally just reading right off the sites because I can't. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. very sorry, but I can't. We tried. We sat on Mary's bed for, like, two hours I trying to get notes. On. And I just, I found it, and here's the thing, the page that I was trying to get to wasn't oh, loading yeah. properly, because it was the jankiest website, yeah. it had, like, all these, I think they were probably JavaScripted, like, scrolly effects, want? infinite scrolling, yeah. tons of ads, so, like, it just, it would just keep crashing and crashing. Yeah. I got it, I managed to get it open on my phone and open the thing that I was looking for, Yeah. but because it kept crashing, I got so distracted with more condo hunting. Yeah. <laughs> That, like, I just, I didn't want to look back on it. In my so. case, I found this story, because I'm doing the true crime. I found it, like, a couple weeks ago, and I've been wanting to do it, but I've had to put it together from three different sites. So, I've had them open, and, like, I was just looking at them, and, like, dude, I was falling asleep. I couldn't. And that was when I was, like, Shell, I think we need to go now and go get Starbucks, because I yeah. was, like, I was, like, nodding off there. So, we are going to tell you what sites they are, because, you know, full credit, full credit. Um Yeah. <laughs> So that way you can go and read them yourselves too. <laughs> well, we're not gonna be reading word. No, for no, word. we really aren't. We'll try to make this a little more interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm doing the spooky <clears throat> story, and the article that I am reading is the spooky story <laughs> behind spooky the Gibraltar. 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 Gibraltar Point. Point Lighthouse, and this article is by the Torontoist. Um, yeah, so okay. it, it, it starts off with anyone who grew up in Toronto remembers the lighthouse ghost story. Um, I don't. <laughs> I there grew- is a lighthouse ghost story? <laughs> I mean, maybe because I grew up technically it was North York, Jane and Finch. What, what, what year is this set in? Because it might be like something that if you were like in the 70s growing up, you would have grown up with. Maybe I, um... <laughs> there's a lot of history so i can't yeah. tell you the exact um 
So I guess apparently a lot of students have taken field trips there. Okay. Okay. Which I never have. <laughs> um, the lighthouse is one of the oldest on the Great Lakes and the second oldest in all of Canada. It was built in 1808, um, and it was so decommissioned in 1958. Jesus. And then it goes. And any building that old has its secrets. There's a link to its secrets, but I'm not going to click it because that's going to derail. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, the lighthouse was there during the Battle of York in 1813 when American ships invaded the town of York, which I think was Toronto, would become Toronto. I think so. <laughs> I'm good at history. <laughs> I'm going to lay down and just crack my back. Please, please continue. Um, ignore me. I lost my spot. Oh, 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 fuck. Was that your water bottle? Or was that you? That was my back. Um, your girl's been doing a lot. So, during the war, the first lighthouse keeper, J.D. Salinger? Muller. Oh, sorry, J.P. J.P. Rademuller, Radenmuller, Rademuller. Rademuller? Mueller. Actually, there's no umlaut, so maybe Rademuller. No, but there's a... That's the double... Oh, so there is a I think umlaut. A, or is that a, a... A sound? I don't remember. I thought... Probably ooh, depends on the country. Umlaut? I thought it was... Ooh. Umlaut. No, I um, Anyway, he was a German immigrant um, to Upper Canada. Umlaut. Umlaut. Um, so what does it do? He, but he did not live to see the end of the war. <gasps> he disappeared under mysterious circumstances <gasps> on January 2nd of 1815. Yeah. Um, there's a story that says he was murdered by two soldiers who had been enjoying his home brewed beer. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Actually, you know, at least he was having like. A brewski before he, uh... I guess. <laughs> his own was he too. enjoying his homebrewed beer, or was it just the soldiers? That's my question. Oh, uh, good point. Um, there's a couple different versions, obviously. There's one version that said um, he was killed after the soldiers bought the beer, but then saw it freeze um, on that cold winter night, and so assumed that the alcohol content was low. Okay. Um, because, you know, ethanol is volatile and... Yeah. Will not science it up. No, uh, forget <laughs> it. Yeah, um, and so, I guess decided to kill him for trying to not get them as drunk as they wanted. Fucking dicks. Um, either way, most people agreed that he was killed that night and was dismembered by his killers, who Jesus. buried his body in a few graves Jesus. near the house or near the lighthouse. So of a course, few graves. Jesus. Well, they dismembered him. Yeah, I guess. I why? Guess. Why? Why go through the trouble of dismembering someone if you're, A, not going to try and squeeze them to a smaller spot or separate their body parts? Yeah. I say that really, really blasé, like, I've done it multiple times. <laughs> I have not. I'm just going with the logic. Have you thought? I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying the logic of, you know, because dismembering body parts takes a lot. Of, and I can tell you this, actually. Yeah. I have not dismembered anyone, but part of my job includes... Um, Cutting up pieces of sorry body parts. I'm like for so achy. as samples. Yeah. So it is probably the hardest oh. part of that job because it is Slice even and dice. Yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah. And I'm not even going through bone. So if you can imagine going through bone and other stuff. Literally buzz saw time. Um, I don't think they had buzz saws. This was 1815. <laughs> Manual buzz saw. <laughs> A just saw? a guy just like cranking it. And there's <laughs> just like, there's like a bike chain on like a small, uh, what do you call it? A small gear. So he's got a big gear with a crank and then like no, chain goes no, with a small not a gear. Crank. And it's like hamster wheel. Oh my god. Anyway. Oh my god. So this hamster is just like an accessory in the absolute dismemberment of like some human. It's just like running and there's like blood <laughs> flying it's everywhere. It's like, it's so happy and joyous because that's what it loves. Oh my god. We're going to have to definitely trigger warning the fuck. <laughs> Um, anyway, so, (laughs) some, I mean, there's obvious, there's obvious skepticism, um, 
So the story was recorded by John Ross Robertson in 1908 in Landmarks of Toronto. Same. Um, however, he like he also raised some. Even this author raised skepticism that the murder even occurred. Um, but he did say that he heard the story from the current lighthouse keeper, obviously at the time of 1908, not oh my the God. current current. Um, yeah, had, 2019, just like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> who had apparently gone looking for a body, same, same. and dug up a coffin with a jawbone. Same. Um, Wait. Okay, I, I know. I, hold on. <laughs> I'm the wording concerned. of that sentence made it sound like he literally used a jawbone to dig up that coffin. <laughs> Just like <laughs> that's a lot of work. That's not very efficient. Digging and digging. Jaw, jaw bones don't have very Just big like surface right areas. No, they don't. Uh, anyway, uh, the plaque at the lighthouse does mention the ghost story and the jawbone, but like people are like, but that's not really factual. So yeah, <laughs> like there's no proof behind yeah, it. It's just shit. an anecdote. Um, and then there's some extra mm. history things. That I might as well share. Yeah, go for it. Whatever. Um, so it sits on Gibraltar? Gibraltar? Yeah, uh, Gibraltar. Gibraltar Point. Um, so the lighthouse is actually slightly more inland than it used to be because of silt buildup at the shore. Um, oh, I, okay. Yeah, it's kind of a little bit like Pompeii, except, you know, less extreme and less people dying. I do love Bastille. Yeah. They're very talented. I was left to my own devices. Please continue. No. (laughs) Now I'm just going to make you really self-conscious by staring at you. Do you really think that's going to work? But the walls kept (laughs) down in the city that we love. Anyway. Um... Where am I? <laughs> when am I? When am I? <laughs> uh, it was named, whatever, Gibraltar, Gibraltar, after the famous British-owned point at the edge of the Mediterranean by John Graves Simcoe, who was Ontario's first lieutenant governor and founder of the town of York. Oh, no way. Yeah. Um... Lieutenant Dan. It was built from limestone, which doesn't seem that sturdy, but no, I could be wrong. I am not a geologist. Uh, and it started off by running on whale oil and then became electric finally in the winter of 1916-1917. That's light... pretty late for it to turn to electric. I mean, it was also, like, it seems like it was kind of far from civilization, to be fair. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> like, it's at the point of, yeah. you know... Like, the edge of the water. Um, and the light was turned off for the last time by lighthouse keeper Deddy Dodds? I think it's Dee-dee? trying to say Dee Dee, yeah. I think it says Dee Dee, but um, terribly. In 1957. So there were ten keepers of the lighthouse. Okay. Um, and including George Jernan and his father James, who kept watch there from... 1832 to 1908. Holy shit. I mean, they also, like, they just lived there. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, so, yeah, for sure, I for mean, sure. it was, like, your job, but also you just It's like you're a boat. You're just, like, <laughs> booling, like, <laughs> just hanging around. And then, yeah, uh, the lighthouse is obviously no longer in use since it was decommissioned in the 50s. Yeah. And it's usually locked, but it does have a keeper. Um, That's adorable. Yeah. Do you think it's just like so, some little guy, some little old guy? Uh, Manuel Capel, oh. who was also from Germany, has been the honorary keeper since 1999. Honorary. When he voluntary, when he volunteered, when he volunteered to keep the lighthouse tidy. I was and about again, to say uh, honorary means not paid. Well, he volunteered. Yeah. It, it, it's a historical building thing. Yeah. And like apparently, which I have never done, but apparently kids take field trips there. To That's cute. The I didn't even know that there was like something like that here at no. all. Like I want to, I want to visit. It. Yeah. It's especially cute. something so local. Like, that's something you would expect out of New Brunswick or something, not something here. Yeah, well, I guess, I mean, Lake Ontario's fucking huge. Yeah, that is very true. Can't even see to the other side. It's, like, literally looking out, like... It looks like you're... you're Looking out to the ocean. Yeah. 
because it's so big. It's funny because, um, like, people who were when I went to Australia, which is like it's the beaches are all oceans. I'm yeah. like, wow, I haven't been to like a real beach. Like, it never. Obviously, I knew. Beach. Obviously, I knew that all we had were lakes in this area. Oh right? yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But like, it doesn't really click. No. That it's just lakes until you actually go somewhere that it's an ocean and you're yeah. like, oh, like it is different, but fucking Lake Ontario is so fucking ginormous. Yes, it is huge. It's yeah. unbelievable. And like, that's why there's a UFO, a UFO base under it. <laughs> no, that's actually one of the, we've mentioned it. I think we have. I yeah. think we have. We haven't talked about it. A conspiracy it. theory. Yeah. That there's a UFO base that's underneath Lake Ontario. I mean. It's also my house. Um, <laughs> So, I'm going to be doing the true crime today. To Oh, yeah. What was the website that you got yours from? The Torontoist. Right. That's what... The Torontoist. Right. That's what it's called. I've heard of it before. It's got... I think it's not as popular as, like, Blog Like, Blog Oh, yeah. But, but it's, like, it's one of those, like, eh, fucking all the cool things you can learn about. Oh, they've been acquired by Daily Hive. Ew. Okay, fucking whatever. Get your coin, I guess. Um, So I'm doing the true crime, and I'm getting my story from historicmysteries.com. A proud sponsor. No, I'm totally kidding. (laughs) Um, So the story that I'm doing is not... It's it's a cross between Canada and the States, but the person in question is a Canadian, and his name is Blair Adams. I mean, we kind of did that with... We have. But this one's kind of fucking weird. Um, as if that one wasn't true but um i actually first learned of the story on reddit on the unsolved mysteries of course unresolved mysteries uh subreddit and i looked into it and i was like dude this is fucking weird i like it um (laughs) so i'm shrinking into my shirt again yes we're doing this another time oh my god a second time what is it fucking all these potato ads what (laughs) It's because you have to cut down your carbs. What the fuck? <laughs> so it's fucking... Did you see those fucking potato ads, dude? Oh. What the fucking literal potatoes? Fuck me. It's either because you like saying that you're a potato or because oh, dude. you're or on that a low camera is a potato. Thing. Yeah, I'm gonna scooch closer. I'm so sorry. Was that your... I don't know and I'm scared to ask. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm sorry. It's gonna be very close, but I'm... An incredible amount of uncomfort and pain right now. Discomfort. Discomfort and pain. Um, English is not your third language. It's like a mash of like my second-ish. It's like English and Arabic are like halvesies. Because I was taught them at the same time. And it actually took me a while to speak because like I was so confused. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, As a child. Okay. So, um, Blair Adams was a foreman of a local construction company. Um, and I think, hold on, hold on, this take place, this takes place in, uh... you be yawning, it's because it's late and it's past my bedtime. It's 11.18, yeah. Where is he from? This one doesn't have it. Did the other one have it? I'm gonna check, hold up. I might have grabbed the wrong one, I apologize. Where was Blair Adams from? I'm just gonna take some from, uh, Wikipedia, because Wikipedia... British Columbia. So he was from British Columbia, because his... Death uh, was in British Columbia, too. Spoiler alert. Fucking, I wouldn't be doing true crime if it wasn't. But um, I wasn't sure if he was actually born there. So Apparently, he died in Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah. Thanks for spoiling it. (laughs) It doesn't say in... That's literally what my next part... Oh. (laughs) uh, That's like the... There's a bunch of consequences. Um, So I'm just going to take some of these, like, little factoids from Wikipedia. Um, He was born December 28th, 1964. And... Surrey. Surrey, BC, <laughs> yes. Um, so, so I did say that I was going to do this from another site, but I'm switching over to Wikipedia because this site, the further that I got into it, I think I grabbed the wrong one because there's like fucking nothing and it's like a garbage, whatever, which is funny because it's called Historic Mysteries, but nothing is right. Um, and slight spoiler, it takes place in the 90s. So yeah, like... you're right. It's just not, it's not historic <laughs> at all. Um, so, uh, is it though? Is it, though? We're <laughs> fucking old. Um, so, uh, Blair Adams was born on December 28th, 1964 in... Oh, he was born the day 
after me, but a gazillion years earlier. Yeah, a gazillion, yes. <laughs> We're literally part of a website. Our age is part of a website called Historic Mysteries. <laughs> and you're saying a gazillion years earlier. He um, seems old. Yeah, well... Yeah, he would have been a few decades older. But um, in Surrey, British Columbia, and um, he was a construction worker working for a local construction company and was generally well-liked by people, although um, since then people have come forward and been like, no, he's a fucking dick. It really depends on who you ask. Mm. But um, it wasn't until the summer of 1996 that things really began to change. So he went from being like a very... Happy-go-lucky, a seemingly nice person, friendly person, to really... Affable. Amicable. Affable. Amicable. Friendly. Um, <laughs> to uh, what people were considering more like a mood swing or whatever. And, like, he would just... He was a very anxious guy for a while that summer. And he was, like... Sleeping less and less. And he was, like, living with his mom at the time. And she noticed a big change... And she had asked him what was wrong, because obviously she noticed. And he had said, quote, I don't think I should tell you about it. And then that was it. Um, so on July 5th, 1996, July 7th, 1996, I can't fucking read. Um, he withdrew most of the money from his bank account and emptied his safe devo- safety deposit box of cash, jewelry, gold, and platinum. So he just swiped everything, and um, so he all his money would, came out to about $6,000, and then all his stuff was like several thousand dollars more. So this man was walking around loaded. So he tried to um, enter the United States from British Columbia via ferry from Victoria, oh, okay. the ferry that's down there. Um, yes, Mary. Yes. Got- <laughs> My bad. Um <laughs> Uh, and he was trying to get into Seattle, but once he was there, the officials, like, looked at him. He had a fuck ton of money, a fuck ton of jewelry and, like, expensive shit, and previous assault and drug charges. So they were like, boy, you're not coming in here. <laughs> There's no way you're coming in here. Yeah. Um, but that didn't stop him. On July 9th, he was actually discovered by Canadian Border Patrol officers. He was trying to cross the border by foot and the Pacific oh. Highway border crossing. He was trying to get in there. So um, they found him. Like he was sneaking around? or cause... He was literally trying to physically walk over the border. Well, because usually even then, like, because like, we have that in Niagara, like a, a pedestrian right. border crossing, right? Yeah. And you still have to go through customs. And, yeah. Like, no, he was security, trying right? to, like, literally through a patch of woods cross over, oh like, the God. fucking, like, the most, like, the, this is, like, what... The actual illegal immigrant, like, from our side. Um, And he was found with scratches covering his legs and hands. And um, he matched the description of a man being implicated in an automobile theft. Oh. And then the car was found discovered near the Pacific Highway border crossing. However, he denied that he had anything to do with it. And he was freed on a lack of evidence. So they Mm -hmm. just connected the dots, but... But as we know, that's pure circumstantial. You can't actually prove it. There was nothing to show that he actually did it. So he did actually end up getting into the States by car on July 10th, 1996 in a Nissan Altima. So if you have that car, (laughs) I hope you feel it. I think that was Kara's old car. Oh my God. Well, he rented it from Vancouver International Airport to get in there. And uh, he arrived in Seattle where he bought a round trip ticket to Frankfurt, Germany from the Seattle Tacoma International Airport. Why was he going to Germany, you may ask? <laughs> he had previously worked on a project in Frankfurt for his stepfather's construction company, because um, he's a construction worker. You know, he does stuff locally, and I guess he was going there. And he had dated a German woman there. Ooh. Ooh. Um, but uh, she actually later ended up telling law enforcement that he never contacted her about going there. So yeah. she had no idea that he was going. However, he didn't end up actually going to Frankfurt. He traded his, like, credit for the flight for a one-way ticket to Washington, D.C. So mm. instead of leaving the country, he was like, I'll stay within country, but I'll go to the other side. Um, so when he got there, he rented a Toyota Camry. And then... Um, Ours was 20 years old before we yeah. got sick of it. Right. It was still running. Yeah, we yeah. Just got sick I've of heard it. that those are like fucking beasts, man. Um, but he just took that car and then he just fucking went on for you guys who are American. The U.S. route 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 two fifty in Troy, Virginia. 
He apparently backed his car into another car uh, and caused minor damage. And then the driver... Oh, sorry, that just reminds me. I'm just going to interject with... <laughs> when, when we went to write our exam, yeah. um, and I was trying to find parking, like the parking lot was tiny. Yeah. And I drive a big car, but like whatever. It, it wasn't me. Yeah. We watched a guy, I think... He was pulling out of a parking spot to get out, crunched his car really loudly against a parked car. Oh. Me and Dylan were like, like, no. you heard it. When we looked, there wasn't that much But you damage. heard the crumple. But, like, the guy just kept going. Of course he did. He's like, fuck it. So, like, all this damage in my car, I'm like, this is what happens. People, people smack it or, like... Yeah, when they open their doors and the wind blows and they smack and they're like, oh shit. And like, mm-hmm. but. That literally happened with us today. Yeah, but it, it, it was wasn't such like a. That bad. No, there was no. nothing. Like on either car. It was just a little. Yeah. So, like, when we we drove by the car that got crunched, the parked car, and I mean, there was like. Every car is salty as fuck. Yeah. Literally. Just like. <laughs> but it's like covered in salt. Not yeah. Salt internally. Yeah. Um, so you couldn't really see much damage i'm like yeah, i i wouldn't really know yeah like, like it's not until you re- wipe all that down yeah and yeah. i'm like do we report i'm like no because we're almost late for exams so let's yeah not. let's just go let's sorry just go. but <laughs> anyway the, unless you got like the license plate there's nothing you can do and the dash cam that i have is barely functioning like yeah. it turns on sometimes it was a blue suv that's great there's like fifty thousand <laughs> of them in toronto alone you know like yeah um where was I? <laughs> he backed into backed into another car. That's right. What we thank were you, thank you, thank you, thank that. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the driver of that car actually told the cops that he seemed nice, but he was in a hurry. Um, so he kept driving and arrived in Knoxville, Tennessee, in the evening of July tenth of nineteen ninety six, and that was like five hundred miles, which is roughly eight hundred kilometers southwest of Washington D.C. So he just fucking booked it. I think he just drove through the night. Um. So the first reported sighting of him occurred at a gas station at Strawberry Plains Pike in Knoxville at 5.30 p.m. Strawberry Plains. Yeah, Strawberry Plains. Like, that's, that's, I feel like that's a Strawberry Fields Forever relative Beatles, whatever. <laughs> um, it's, it's a cute name for it. If that's like a. Oh, my ankle just cracked really hard again. Strawberry Plains. Strawberry. Strawberry Plains. I'm so done, man. <laughs> <laughs> so Gerald Sapp, who was an interstate repair service driver, um, was called to the gas station because uh, Blair told the clerk that he was having problems with his car and was unable to get in it. He was unable to get the car key in. So when uh, Gerald Sapp arrived, he realized that the key he had was for the Nissan Altima, which is a car that he abandoned in Seattle, and not the Toyota camera he was driving. So oh. he, he recalled, quote... I asked him to look in his pockets. I said, if you drove this thing up here, you got to have another key in your pockets. And he wouldn't look, so I thought he was nuts. He was bound and determined that he had the key he needed for that car. So, yeah, so Gerald arranged to have the car towed to a local repair shop and dropped Adams off, Blair Adams, at the Fairfield Inn in Knoxville. So when Blair got there, he was captured on closed-circuit television footage in the hotel lobby... And he spent around 40 minutes just loitering in the hotel before buying a room with 100 bucks, um, like a U.S. $100 bill. And uh, when the hotel clerk attempted to return his change, he left the lobby and walked outside. And then he never actually entered the room he purchased. So, fast forward to the morning of July 11th, 1996, around 7.30 a.m., his body was discovered by construction workers. He, in a parking lot of an under-construction hotel outside of Knoxville, quote, half-naked with his pants off and shirt open. So his pants, his shoes, and socks were lying near his body, and scattered around his body was German, Canadian, and U.S. currency, totaling nearly $4,000. Yeah. And on top of the money they've, uh, they had found, they also found a black duffel bag that had maps and travel receipts, a fanny pack which had five ounces of gold bars... Gold and platinum bars. coins, jewelry, keys, and a pair of sunglasses. So this is what makes me think that's the stuff that he just wiped out of his yeah. uh, safety deposit box. Although, like, where does one even get gold bars? I, I don't know. That's like, a, that's an what? ancient way of, like, accumulating wealth. Um, so according to the autopsy report, um, he sustained many cuts and abrasions. Um, and the 
Knox County Sheriff's Department thought that some of the wounds came off from fending an attack. Hmm. Um, and he suffered a violent blow that ruptured his stomach. Oh. The official cause of death was uh, sepsis stemming from an abdominal perforation. Okay. So they it busted his colon, really, is what it yeah. sounds like. Yeah. yeah. He had a wound to his forehead, um, which they thought was caused by a crowbar or a club. And it was also believed that he had been sexually assaulted, but no DNA evidence evidence was found to confirm. Hmm. Because his he was partially undressed, probably. Yeah. Or they found other physical evidence. I don't. They don't actually body? say, but my assumption would be more physical evidence. It's just okay. the lack of actual DNA. So that's where you think, okay, it could have been an object insertion or something. Yeah. Um, Which is still sexual. Assault. I've got to list a whole bunch of trigger warnings, man. <laughs> um. So. Cops first thought that maybe he had, his death was sex-related because of how they found his body, mm-hmm. almost entirely nude. Oh, okay, you're right. The only physical DNA evidence was um, one strand of long hair that was gripped in Adam's hand. A single strand? A single strand. So if you, like, pull someone's hair and you just get one strand. Um, First so, have really strong hair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, according to the interviews afterwards with his mom, he had been acting weirdly, like I had said earlier. Um... But he refused to tell her what was bothering him. And according to his friends and family, he had been sober for two years at the time of his death and had recently stopped attending Alcoholics Anonymous. Oh. And then he had allegedly told... Yeah. Allegedly told friends that someone was trying to kill him and confided in his mom that, quote, someone had been spreading rumors about him. Huh. So... In 2010, like, this is years later, of course, an interview with a local law enforcement in the Knoxville Police Department um, revealed that they never received a credible tip in his death, but a composite sketch was released in the case. The sketch of a man who two women claimed to have witnessed him speaking to outside a Cracker Cracker Barrel restaurant in Knoxville. So it is a very strange situation because he just up and left and they never actually were able to follow up with this and figure out whether or not. a really simple explanation. He's had previous drug and assault charges. Yeah. What were the drug charges? Were they for dealing? I don't know. They never actually specified. Because like if your supplier gets mad at you or your clientele gets mad at you mm-hmm. or you run into competition who's mm-hmm. a lot more terrifying mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. a foreman at a construction company yeah he he said he thought there was someone trying to kill him maybe there actually was well i mean well clearly someone did kill him yeah um, but like i don't know that's probably the the simplest explanation like he was it seemed like he was living this double life right because you said most people said he was really, like, you know, easy to get along with, and he yeah. was affable, and then some people said he was a total bag of dicks. Absolutely. So, it, that sounds it, classic it kind of, double life, right? Yeah, it really does. It really does. So, he probably made some enemies, was trying to run from them. And, um, to clarify some of the, like, uh, oddness of him, like, when he was insisting he had the right key to his car, um, because he was driving the, it was the Toyota... Camry. Toyota Camry. Yeah. And then he had the Nissan Altima key. It was the Toyota Camry keys they found near his body at the time of his death. Um, so huh. he had the keys. Obviously, he drove yeah. all the way down there. So it's, I don't know, it makes me wonder if he was possibly using as well to kind of cause those kind of like Yeah, or just, just stress. Very stress. <laughs> because he was agitated when he was in the... Um, the hotel so that that hour that he spent just kind of like before he actually purchased a room mm-hmm. he apparently entered and exited the lobby five times over the course of an hour so he was like in and out he looked agitated and it looked like he was trying to convince himself to just book a room um, yeah because well i guess like um with the mentality of someone on the run you would think like okay what's traceable what's easy to find how like how easy is this making it for whoever's trying to kill me mm-hmm. to kill me mm-hmm. so like a and lot of- oh i found this on another uh, a separate site i'm going back to the historic mystery site they claim that um after his car was towed to the because they couldn't get into the car because he was like this nissan Altima key is the key is the key but it's a fucking toyota camry mm-hmm. um he hitchhiked to the motel so yeah. that's where it makes me wonder if somebody was like, you have a lot of money. You have gold bars. Yeah. And I could see that because you're sitting beside me <laughs> with your lots of money and your gold bars. 
and you're but then they didn't take the lots of money in the gold bars oh yeah they didn't that's a good yeah. point that's a good point yeah which also like i mean here's a th- what i always hear in like crime shows and stuff it's like you, every time the suspect is someone who is owed money by the victim they're like why would i kill him he can't pay me back if he's dead yes Right? So it's like, it's it's something Unless else. Unless you it's take com- it. But they didn't take it. So... Oh my god, at some point... You I, recorded on I re- two... I'm recording on two separate tracks. I was like, what the fuck is happening? That's so, so funny. It's the ghost The ghost track. of tracks past. Uh, yeah, so he probably pissed someone off. I'm just stretching, sorry. Blark. Oh, god. He probably pissed someone off, or was competition... And they offed him. Yeah, it sounds like that. Especially because it was, like, a couple months leading up to um, the actual disappearance, like, that summer. Like, his attitude changing and, like, his, like, becoming quiet and withdrawn. He can't sleep well. Like, yeah, it sounds, sounds like, like a, a mark. Paranoia. Yeah, a mark on your head, right? Um, and, again, Lord knows if he might have started using, you know, yeah. testing your own supply, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I keep, sorry, I keep turning to Shelly. I can hear it, but, like, it's because I, I had to scooch up because I'm... My shirt has these, like, velvet bell sleeves, and they're really fun to flop around. I'm moving in. I'm moving into your shirt. Hold my hand. I'm giving you the finger from within my shirt. <laughs> I am holding your middle finger, and I've never felt more at peace. Okay, we've reached our end. Uh, yeah. We've reached the end. I mean, we've reached, we've reached, we reached the, the end wall before we... like 12 hours ago before yeah. I even got home. Um, so yeah, that's, that's Blair. Ne- things have never been resolved at all. I mean, it's hard to because if, if what we're suggesting is true, it's probably a professional hit. Yeah. And you know what? Like, like I said, like. And he was trying not to be found. So. Yes. I mean. And he was... kept changing his uh, trajectory and like his girlfriend in Frankfurt was like. He he was coming here? What are you talking about? Yeah, like, so, like, that makes everything hard to track, including trying to find his killer. Yeah, yeah. And it's only because he left a trail that they were able to figure it out. Well, I mean, the, besides his body. But, like, <laughs> he was messy enough that people said, I saw him. Yeah, I saw him. Oh, yeah, he fucking rear-ended me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, he he called for help because he couldn't get in his car. Oh, yeah, no, no, he he bought this thing in the yeah. lobby. Oh, yeah, no, no, fucking, I mean, he yeah. clearly was not in the right state of mind. No, no, but... So it was just, he yeah. had no chance, really. Yeah, so, but all the way down to Knoxville. Can you imagine going all the way down to Knoxville just to die anyway? My God. Well, I mean, like, this is probably sensationalized by movies and TV and stuff, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like if some... Like, organized crime people put a mark on your head. Yeah. Um, it is very difficult to get away from them. Yeah. Because they're... And I'm just thinking of the way he died, too. fees. They beat the shit out of him, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then it perforated his stomach. And it makes me, like, as terrible as this sounds, it makes me wonder how long he was sitting there in pain on his own. Yeah. You know, because they because found him sepsis, next day, too. Sepsis, in case people don't know, I mean, I feel like it's common, but that could just be because we're science and medical people. Yeah. But, like, sepsis basically means oh, point. extreme systemat- systematic bacterial infection. Yes. And um, the the Historic Mysteries website claims that he left the motel at 7.37 p.m. And uh, what Wikipedia quoted was that the other um, construction folks discovered his body around 7.30 a.m. the next day. So 12 hours is a long time for things to get fucked up. Oh, yeah. 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 So. And anyway. That's Blair. Blair Adams. Adams. Blair Adams. That was a fun Friend, one. I hope you have fun. found peace in after. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, at some point I accidentally whacked it on. You could actually see in the tracking when I accidentally oh. turned on the other one. <laughs> Whatever. Now we have a backup in case I fucking or, fuck it up. For half of the episode anyway okay um thanks for putting up with our bullshit <laughs> the last two episodes this one and la- the last one that we last, recorded last dude all episodes. i'm done my body is done i just need to crawl into my bed and sleep for 45 hours my but i can't i can't i fucking can't because i have shit to do um we're on the internet on twitter tumblr instagram at canada obscura all one word i update those uh whenever we post the thing um twitter is usually where i communicate the status 
of the update because sometimes like we've been over this a million times sometimes anchor takes a bit of time sometimes it's spotify whatever um so just check that out or shoot us a tweet or whatever just be like yo what's good um (laughs) we also love hearing your opinions we love hearing what you have to say and like what you think and your beautiful thoughts and your beautiful mind so like that sounded almost creepy but that's okay Ow! <laughs> my God, your elbows or your shoulders Post. are so pokey. I get it's a shoulder. I'm aware. Um, <laughs> you're like, yes, Mary. It is composed of bone. What do there you think? There is a um, anatomy, anatomy textbook there in case you need it. Yeah, it's got dead bodies in it. Because that's not the, the atlas, though. Uh oh, atlas that's right. I do have dead bodies. Yeah, I have the atlas yeah. as well. Where is it? Uh, Where the fuck is it? That one. Do you see it? I think. Atlas, yeah. Okay, one. you found it? I don't see it. I don't know still... why I recognize it. It's been... Oh, at the very end there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, we have an email, canadaobscurapodcast at gmail.com. Send us whatever. A hi, a hello, a fuck off. You're fucking horrible. Um, send us your... No, don't do that because I will get angry and I will try to fight you. I think I would actually just laugh. Um, I would fight you. Yeah. I would physically track you down if I know I would. IP address. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way anyway. No. no. Um... But, yeah, uh, suggestions, comments, fucking, I don't know, pictures of your pets, which we, uh, we adore, thanks, thank you, thank you, thank you. But, yeah, anything, fucking, whatever, I'm so tired. Yeah. Yo, hit us up. Um, thanks for listening, we hope you enjoyed yourselves. Yeah, man. Fuck. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the fuck shows. Plural. We at least tried, even though it's just reading up on websites, we at least, we at least got something. I know. (laughs) Uh, take care of yourselves, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Stop. Stop. I got my head tossed. Check my nails. Baby, how you You know what's the worst? Is yawning and burping at the same time. Yeah. It's very confusing and very upsetting. And very guttural. It's like...